This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. He doesn't do that for like, he didn't do that for like weeks. <laughs> it's been a while. I thought it was dead. And he just pulls it back out like out of nowhere. That's the fun of jokes, man. Mm. It's great when you think they're dead and then you bring it back. Brings it back. Straight call back <laughs> to like seven weeks ago. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot go with them. Can't do it. Can't play with the game. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. Are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers podcast. Clock Dodgers podcast. Welcome to the Clock Dodgers podcast. I am your host, Neil. This is our Thanksgiving special. So, you know, I have to have the fan with me. I got the Chicago kid, Adam. What up, Adam? Oh, man. I was hoping I'd get a Thanksgiving theme nickname like the uh, the Pilgrim or like uh, uh, the. The, the stuffing to Josh's mashed potatoes. I don't no. know. Just get yeah, more creative. That's, that's Chicago disgusting. kids old at this Whatever point. you did. <laughs> <laughs> what? I can't be the stuffing here, mashed potatoes. No, no, I'm not a food mixer. That's not okay at all. <laughs> that other voice uh, is a guy that we wouldn't have done this episode without. It is the chalk Josh. What's up, Josh? Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. I think. See, Josh gets a new nickname. Well, yeah, Josh gets a new, new nickname because we have an anonymous reviewer who is basically communicating with us th- at this point through reviews. I don't know if it's a he or a she, but they're updating their review like weekly now, it seems like. And, uh, yeah, you know, it seems like after they listen to the episode, they leave us a new review. It's pretty original. I respect it, but it's different. And this time they talked about Josh for some reason. I don't know who this person is. I don't know if they want to stay anonymous. I don't know if you guys have any guesses. But yeah, they call Josh the chalk. So I feel like that person should get something, right? Man, mystery person. I I, I would like a nickname. Please be kind. Yeah, I think we should. Should we ask the mystery person to like contribute to the show? Like (laughs) give us all nicknames for next week or something like, no, this is good. This is do something. Just placate to the one listener, you know, we have. (laughs) I mean, we don't know who this person is. It could be Josh again. We don't know. We have no clue. It could be his wife. We have no clue who this person is. They made fun of how Josh says him. They said <laughs> he says him. It's not my wife. I'm, I'm almost certain it's not my wife. I don't know like, who this she person. doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I have no clue who this person could be, but it's interesting. If anyone has a good guess of who this person is, let us know. Or if you are that person, feel free to speak up. But if you don't, just we'll just keep contri- talking about you because you keep contributing in some amazing way. So uh, we appreciate you. Um, other than that, I mean, do you guys have any uh, problem with this person? I like it. I have no issue with it. I think it's interesting. I've never seen anyone do something like this, so it's funny to me. Um, I just feel like they have to have social media and they have to be following us, but I don't know. I don't know who it is. I don't even want to try to guess. 
Let's move on to the headlines. We have some news this week. Nothing crazy. Probably the best thing we've seen is that Mason Rudolph was benched, gentlemen. He's been yeah, benched. Absolutely. Against <clears throat> the Bengals. <laughs> it couldn't have played out better. Oh, God. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 a giant trash bag floating in the wind. So I'm glad that uh that the the Mason Rudolph show is hopefully finally at an end. Uh, I I really hope that it's not just a benching this week um, because they're they're playing Pittsburgh again. Like Pittsburgh, I didn't I didn't get that right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> Devlin Hodges took James Washington duck hunting, and I don't think that's backup quarterback. Activity. <laughs> duck hunting with duck. Sorry. <laughs> I, I think I think that's I think that's chemistry happening in the real world right there. Yeah, and you asked why Juju wasn't there. I told you they don't trust him on any field without AB. Uh, not even, uh, not that even was in not the field out there. Was, yes, it was. Hard. No, I did see Mike Tomlin say something about Devlin Hodges hasn't killed them yet. I don't know if that was a knock on Mason Rudolph or what that was exactly, but I'm pretty sure that is. I'm pretty sure. That yeah, is. it sounded like one, but I was like, is Tomlin just slamming his quarterback up right now, or what's going on here? But yeah, I mean, bad. So yeah, so even Tomlin's with like us. Everyone agrees Mason Rudolph sucks. So, uh, and it's important to mention that Juju has now had a rapist and a racist to start his career at quarterback. So let's see. Let's see what Devlin does. Let's see what he does. Josh has on here, rest in peace to Jordan Matthews and Colin Kaepernick. Are you saying these two may never see the field again, Josh? I think I think it's over for both of them, right? I think you're you right. I think Jordan Matthews finds his way onto another roster at some point. Uh, I think it'll he's be, not that old. He's been floating around the league. I just don't think he has it anymore, man. I mean, he never had it. <laughs> In college, I mean, he's did. not going to be fantasy relevant ever again, but I think he could find his way into an NFL roster. But no, Ka- Kaepernick, we, we need to stop talking about Kaepernick every week on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, Jordan Matthews, I mean, the part that, the part where you said he's been floating around the league is kind of like not a good thing. Uh, so maybe he'll stop floating around the league. But like you said, he's only 27. So, I mean, I guess if he can contribute somewhere, I don't know. I don't know. I don't need it. Well, I guess for fantasy purposes, we don't give a shit. So who cares? Uh, so we'll move on from that as well. Um, Chase Edmonds is back. I think that could be a big – I think that could be a thing. I think he could take work away from Drake. Yeah, I mean, it's like the Patriots back, It's like the Patriots backfield here, man. Like, Yeah, it really is turning into that. Yeah. Like, it, it's very unpredictable. I mean, if David Johnson gets healthy, uh, he, he takes it over. That's what I think too, but it, I mean, it just seems crazy to me. Like, you know, he, he was destroying in the middle of the season, then he got injured and he tried to play through injury. And I mean, since he's been back, like he hasn't, he hasn't done anything. So I don't know if it's like Todd Gurley last year and it's just going to end up being this way for the rest of the season. I don't know if it's, you know, something that's just been nagging him and, after the bye week, he's going to come out and be amazing. Like, I, I, I don't know. But I'm kind of more with where Josh was at and the idea that, like, if he's healthy, he's going to smash. So, personally, like, if I have him, I feel like this is this is a big determining week as far as how you're going to approach him in the fantasy playoffs. Like, 
Week 13 right now, it's going to be his first game back after bye. Like, yeah. his usage is going to be super important in this game. I'm not going to start him until I see a, a good game from him. Like, yeah. I'm just going to be a week late. I would definitely agree with that. That's why this game is such a big determining factor with a lot of people's playoffs starting next week. It would be nice to see him come out, but I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's probably toast for the season and just need to plan accordingly. All right, so let's put it this way. I, 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 think, I think they don't want him to be the workhorse he was. I don't believe that. So I don't, I don't even believe if you believe he's hurt and that, oh, he's just not 100%. I don't believe when he's 100% he'll ever get the, the work he got before. I don't because believe they it. brought in carry on. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I, could, I, I mean, I can understand that, that they're not going to give him the level of work that they were giving him before because now they have someone that they feel is also viable. That, that makes sense. But the idea that, like, they're not using him at all for a single touch in a game has nothing to do with him being injured. That that just seems wild to me. Mm, you think he's so hurt he can't take one carry? I, I mean, I don't I think... I know he is because he didn't take a carry. I don't know, man. be, like, okay enough to take one carry. You should either be good for 20 or zero. I just... They made him active thinking that he could play. They did not give him a single touch. That, to me, tells me he could not play. All right. I just don't think that the Cardinals like David Johnson as much as we think they like David Johnson right now. And this court, this coach has found a running back that he likes. And he's got one coming back that he likes. And I just think that he's just not going to be the guy anymore going forward like we always wanted him to be or loved him to be. And I just don't think it is. I just think there's something besides the injury. I just think they don't they're not as confident in him as we are for some reason. I don't know. It just doesn't feel right to me. But if you guys say it's all hunky-dory in Arizona and everything is great for David Johnson, then you keep believing that. But if I have shares of David Johnson right now in Dynasty, I don't feel great about it. No matter how no matter how you think it looks or feels or the injuries or this or that, I feel like his stock only goes down from here, and I don't like it. Yeah, I don't think you can sell him. I mean, he's a hold forever, probably. Yeah, I guess so. I don't. I don't like it though. I don't. I don't. I just don't. I'm not feeling the vibe, guys. As far as what we used to expect from David Johnson, so yeah, I think Chase Edmonds can be a thing. But like you said, you got to see him do stuff first. You got to see how they use him. According to them, they now have a three man backfield, and they're just gonna make give each one thirty fucking plays. Who knows? We'll see how it plays out. Um, also, Andy Dalton's back. Adam's excited. I am stoked. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I feel like this brings a ton of relevance back to Seattle or to Cincinnati's offense. Like, especially with somebody like Tyler Boyd, who's kind of, you know, been a high floor guy at best this year. Like, th- this brings more viability back to him. Um, I think that this, uh, honestly, if I were to go out on a crazy limb, I think that there is great possibility that Cincinnati upsets this week. And wins their first game at home against the Jets, who everybody is like thinking is the you know the new hot thing. Even though I why feel do you like think they're not? Because the last four games that everybody's referencing, where they've gotten extremely quote unquote good, they've played Miami, the Giants, the Redskins, and the Raiders. After the Raiders travel from all the way on the West Coast to all the way on the East Coast, like. 
Yeah, but the Bengals they just had the perfect schedule. But the and, Bengals fit yeah, right in. Are also trash. Yeah, so the Bengals are worse than every team well. you just mentioned. Yeah, they have played worse than every team I just mentioned. This is true. But Andy Dalton. No, nah, I don't know. They probably won't win. But I'm excited to have Andy Dalton back, and I think for fantasy, it definitely helps out all the uh, all the playmakers on that offense. You excited about this, Josh? I, I think it's good for Andy Dalton. Like, I, I don't like that he got benched for three or four weeks just to see what Finley could do. Uh, oh, Josh, it was to tank. It was obviously to tank. This is the best tanking I've ever seen because now that they have the tank locked up, they're like, ah, oh, we'll go back to Dalton. <laughs> it's like it's they're, they're very transparent with what they were doing. I don't know. Maybe maybe they just saw enough of Finley that they didn't <laughs> that they didn't need to see him. I seen somebody. Uh, I forget who said they were trying to protect Finley against the Jets defense. I don't know if that's true. Um, that's wild. So yeah, I mean it's an interesting situation. I don't think we, I don't think you can find anything negative in it. You know the Bengals have been so bad that anything is a positive, I guess. So uh, we'll see how this uh, affects everybody. But it should be a good thing. And for everyone that had him in their leagues and in Adams' best ball leagues and in all these places, I'm sure everyone's happy to see him back because Finley wasn't a uh, highly owned player. So uh, Dalton should help everybody, give everybody a little boost as much as it's worth. I don't know, but it's not a, not a bad thing for anybody, really. Uh, unless you're just banking on Dalton, I guess it could be a problem, but uh, it's better than him not playing. So it's good in that regard. Um, that's it for the headlines. There's nothing else that we missed, right? Nothing else big, nothing else uh, important that needs to get mentioned as far as injuries or starters or guys getting benched or anything like that. I think we're good. All right. <laughs> Then let's jump over to trust issues. Trust issues. We have some good ones here. Josh put in some work this week. Let's see what we got here. First one, Mike. Jaseki. 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 How do you pronounce that name, Josh? I'm curious how you put how you say it. It's Kaseki, right? Mike Kaseki. I'm just asking you, man. Just asking. I think Josh actually pronounced that better than Neil did. Yeah, he probably did. This is one of those weird Oklahoma things, so. You were throwing it in like a, a J, like Jaseki. Yeah. I like Dosekis, but with a J. <laughs> Dosekis. <laughs> Mike Dosekis. We have him here as trust issues. Is he a dynasty tight end one, top 12, tight end, rest of season? What do you guys think? I, th- I think I would want a, a dynasty tight end one. You, I mean, have, you have him as one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he would be in my top twelve tight ends. I mean, how many guys? You know, you've got you've got your big, your big top tier, right? You've got Kels, Ertz, Kittle, uh, and then you've got like Ingram, Andrews, and you start running out of names. I think I think he's got to be in that top twelve. Uh, you didn't say Waller. Yeah, I'd rather have Ryan. That one just jumped out right away. Ryan Griffin. I'd rather have Ryan Griffin over this guy. No way. Stop it. Yeah, come on. Neil has no idea who Ryan Griffin is. This is just the first time you heard Ryan Griffin's name. So he's like, that's probably like 22. Come on. He he scored against the Raiders. Hunter Henry would be ahead of him. I mean, I know he's cool to say he's a tight end one, but I don't think he is. I don't have he's no not even close. He's not close. He's not even close. <laughs> no. I, honestly, like to me, it's all just hopes and dreams and well wishes. He's on Miami. 
which I don't know what you're expecting next year, but I have no idea who's going to be their quarterback. I have no idea what their offense is going to look like, and I don't have high hopes for it. Um, that is, of course, in the quote-unquote short term, but I, I don't think that even in Dynasty you can feel like a guy who hasn't really shown us anything. Like he, He's never had like a big game flash. He's had a couple games where he's scored a touchdown, and that's been his peak fantasy performance. He's on a franchise that seems to be going nowhere. Like I, I don't know where you're finding optimism. Yeah, I'm not finding it either. He's young. I'm not finding it, it either. I, all 32 teams in the league are capable of supporting a tight end one if they have a talented player. You literally were that, – that's like saying that any – just pick a tight end. Any tight end can be – No, like I'm saying I don't think Miami end. can be bad enough to keep Mike Gusecki from being a tight end one. Like a top 12 tight end. So you think yeah, next because, season? I mean, tight end variance is basically just touchdowns. It's just going to be a matter of how many touchdowns he can score in a season. But Josh, next ah. season, right? Josh, listen to this really quick. You tell me where you put Gusecki when I start naming these guys, okay? Yeah. All right, Dynasty. We'll say Dynasty. Kelsey, Ertz, you tell me when to stop. Henry, Kittle, Waller, Andrews. How many are we in right now? We're like, what, six in? You, <laughs> I figured you were counting. All right, that, that's <laughs> six in. That's six in. I know I know. Adam will put Goddard before him. Yeah, Goddard, I think, is really about the line. Okay, like, Hollister or Disley, right, together. Pick one of them. It doesn't no, matter. definitely. You want Gusecki over those two guys. Oh, really? I don't believe that. Yeah, for sure. I want Noah Fant. I don't Fan. that either. There's also Njoku. There's OJ Howard. There's TJ Hawkinson. There's Noah Fant. There's... So many guys that I don't know what we're doing. Irv Smith Jr. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- those ones you can leave off. But, uh, <laughs> I think we've made our point. We can move <laughs> Basically, this guy is not a tight end one, Josh. I know the hype on, on like, you know, Twitter and stuff is he's number one. I don't get the freaking hype, man. I see. I, I understand he has potential, but, like. Just... I mean, everybody knows the name. But, like, I don't hear Gusecki hype. Yeah, hear there Gusecki? is. I I don't hear Gusecki hype either. I don't know where that was coming from, but uh, yes. Josh, you seem to be hyping him right now. So. No, nah, there's hype. Over, there is I hype. Over Njoku and maybe Fan. I don't know. Don't just stop talking. If you said you wanted him over Njoku, <laughs> we can move on. Josh, Josh, you're muted for like five minutes. Neil, agree? <laughs> How can you take him over Njoku? What are we doing? Gusecki over OJ Howard. I mean, I don't even know what O.J. Howard is anymore, so maybe. <laughs> All I can tell you is Fantasy Twitter does talk about this guy, and you guys will hear from them, especially because you said it, they don't exist. You guys just acted like they don't exist at all. I promise you they exist. I see them out there. I'm telling you they're there. I have trust issues. I don't, I don't agree with him at number 12. Top 12, whatever. And Adam doesn't either, and Josh does, and the Gusecki fan club out there does believe he is. Moving on, Dak Prescott is a top five quarterback rest of season. He is currently quarterback three. I trust it. I'm not falling for this Patriots effect. It's not going to shake my confidence in Dak. Not going to fall for it. He's he's maintained this all season. I don't see why. why are we really are we really worried that the Patriots, you know, are going to knock him off his pedestal, guys? 
No, I'm not concerned. I mean, the Patriots are an insanely tough matchup for anybody. And with the weather conditions on top of that, like it just it was going to be a bad game. Um, with that being said, I mean, down the stretch here, he plays Buffalo this week on Thanksgiving. Um, that looks like a tougher matchup on paper, but that he probably won't have much of an issue with it. And then the last you know three games that are going to be during your fantasy playoffs, they play the Bears, the Rams, and the Eagles. And, I mean, the Bears might be a tougher matchup, like, you know, top half of the league defense, but the Rams and the Eagles have been getting torn up lately. So I, I wouldn't be too concerned from a schedule standpoint. And as far as, like, a, you know, top five, who else is, you know, in the league, how confident are you? I, I don't know how you can't be confident in Dak moving forward. I mean, except for guys like Lamar Jackson and maybe, I, I mean, honestly, even Patrick Mahomes over the last few weeks has not given you the sort of consistent reliability that Dak has. So, yeah, I feel I feel like you got to be confident in him, especially with his rushing ability, too. It just it, it makes him have such a high floor week to week that I, I don't think you're going to see a bottoming out like you did this week. Yeah, I agree. Josh, are you concerned? No, I think Dak's. I think Dak's fantastic quarterback. Dak is elite. Mm, before this, we never said that. This this year, he's really, he's really. Uh, man, that that contract year is no joke, man. Yeah, mm. it's crazy what happens when you have Amari Cooper to throw the ball. No, yeah. shut up. Yeah, absolutely. And Randall Cobb and Michael Gallup. I mean, they. Well, they that's true. Have yeah. a good wide receiver core. Josh, and, he was just trying to take a shot at me, man. He wasn't serious. Yeah, I was just trying to do shot, <laughs> but I was actually serious, and I love how excited Josh got because it's true. Amari yeah. Cooper has made all the difference for Dak Prescott. Dak no, was hey, you're a, a middling quarterback, and now he is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and that's crazy. It's crazy how an elite number one wide receiver can do that for a talented quarterback. So insane, yeah. isn't it? I, I mean, you, you also, like, he deserves credit for just smashing with what it should take to smash like that doesn't happen every time no he's good man he's doing great he's having a career year for sure and uh he's gonna get himself a nice fat contract off of it and well deserved well deserved um rest of season chris carson as a running back one top 12 he's currently rb 10 in ppr i know josh i'm gonna let you go first in this one josh Okay, so without without getting too into the Rashad Penny talk here, like he Chris Carson is currently running back ten. Is that right? Correct. And guys behind him are sorry. I'm like I'm looking at the wrong thing. I thought <laughs> I guys behind him are. Let's see. Philip Lindsay, Marlon Mack, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, Kamara. Am I looking at the right list? It looks like it to me. Oh, that's actually not. Yeah, so that's standard. Same list, though, I guess. I could see those guys. I could see those guys passing him if he even loses like twenty percent of his workload. Yeah, I, think, I won't trust him as a wide as a running back one for the remainder of the season. Yeah, I don't. I don't trust him. Like you said, the guys behind him. Uh, probably aren't going to slow down and if he slows down they're going to probably surpass him also the fact that russell wilson looked at him like how i look at my kids when i'm pissed off and uh that wasn't a good <laughs> I, sign that, was, that play where he like just let russell wilson get killed was so bad russell was like seriously bro like 
haven't we gone over this before? It looked like he was like so disappointed. I was like, I was like, oh, that's definitely Rashad Penny getting more playing time right there. So yeah, I'm not uh I'm not too confident in him. I don't think he's gonna like fall off the you know the face of the earth or anything, but I could definitely see him falling out of, you know, down into what, you know, fifteen, top fifteen area, somewhere in that range. If if it gets too crazy and out of hand, who knows how far he could fall. But I don't think it's gonna get too nuts. But I do think that uh yeah. after that look Russell gave him, I think it's fair that we all drop him down a couple st- slots. Look, Josh Jacobs is behind I finally got my list pulled up. Josh Jacobs is behind him. I would not be surprised if Josh Jacobs finished the year ahead of him. Alvin Kamara could, I mean, is his injury going to take him, hold him back for the rest of the season? I, I don't know. Well, Philip Lindsay is pretty much becoming the, the workhorse in Denver. Like Royce Freeman is no longer at a 50% share or, well, you know, whatever it was he was. So Philip Lindsay could even pass him up. Yeah, some of the other guys that were kind of a far a further drop, you know, like as far as they may be behind him and, and kind of close, but like the numbers are a bigger jump. Um, so I think, you know, Jacobs, Bell, Kamara, Lindsay, those are like the four guys that are close enough where it's not crazy to believe they'll pass him, especially if he starts losing, you know, a lot of uh, snaps or whatever. But um, other guys below that, it seems like it kind of be a stretch unless someone really, you know, has some really huge games. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, if we're looking at a guy who's had four fumbles in the last three games. He has seven fumbles on the season. To me, this is—it's not even a fantasy question. It's an NFL question anymore. And you know, you hearken back to the looks that were caught on camera from Russell Wilson to Chris Carson when he's missing blocks and stuff. And between that and the fumbles, you just wonder if the kid has his head in the game. You know how passionate he is about it. If you know he's continuing to make the same mistakes over and over and over and. From a coaching perspective, I just – I don't know if Pete Carroll's the kind of coach to keep going back to him. I mean, he has been. So, you know, I kind of want to side with that more, just that he – you know, he's made the same mistakes all season, and yet they're still continuing to give him work. So I'm probably going to lean more that direction, that this is just one game and they're going to go right back to giving him a ton of work again. But I think seeing what they have in Rashad Penny and having him hit as hard as he did last week, I could definitely see them going for more of a split carry San Francisco approach. So I think with the volume that they run it, there definitely is room for both to be successful. But I I don't know. I don't really see Chris Carson like being put in the doghouse from here on out. I feel like if they were going to do that, they would have already. I mean, he had two fumbles two weeks ago. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I think him falling out of the top 10 is, you know, feasible. But like I said, as far as like being shelved or anything like that, I don't you know, I don't think that's a, a real thing. But definitely I can see him falling out of the top 10 uh, or top 12, whatever. Um, the next one we have here, rest of season. Uh, Terry McLaurin is top 24. Um, so just in the remaining weeks, not like, you know, season total, but just the remaining weeks. Do we see him? uh Finishing out as a top twenty-four, he's currently top twenty-five in PPR. If that's correct, right, Adam? Yeah, he's twenty-fifth okay. in PPR right now, uh, and that's with missing a game. So, um, yeah, I mean, he, he's had he's had a pretty great season so far, but you know, he has a stark difference in production from Case Keenum to you know what he's struggling to work with now with Haskins. So, personally, I don't think it's possible. Um, when you see him play, dude, I mean, he's a highlight reel, like, constantly. 
And I think that he's got a phenomenal career ahead of him, like from a dynasty standpoint, like huge value. I could definitely see him blowing up, but he's got to have the quarterback play to do it. And and it's not like he needs top-level quarterback play. He just needs not poor rookie quarterback play, which is what he's going to get the rest of the year. Yeah, and and and, it, and it's one of those things where yeah, I think we mentioned it last week that or you know that McLaurin, I, I told you, I, like he 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 he's you know a big time player. He's gonna make plays. There's no question about it to me. I'm not, you know, that's why I feel like he still has the value even with Haskin. But you know, like you said, Haskin, and it always sucks, is man, when you watch Haskin, is like he's so passionate. Like you know, what I mean, like he really wants to win. Like he, you see how much it matters to him. But then you're just like, man, you know, how how, how far is that gonna carry? I mean, last game. Haskin only threw for like 150 something yards and has and uh McLaurin had 70 something of them. So like he's being targeted. He had like 12 targets last game. So he's getting targeted. He makes plays, you know, as Haskin gets more familiar w- with this, uh, this, this offense and takes better control of it. And the team, you know, believes in him and gets behind him. I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I think he's still, what does he need to do to maintain that spot? Like re- in reality, like, does he need a hundred yards the rest of the season each game? Like, what does he need? to maintain that level of status. I don't, I don't think it's that far-fetched. I mean, like on a weekly basis, top 24 for PPR leagues is probably right around like 13 fantasy points. So mm-hmm. I think, he could you do. know, a week like he had last week is, is probably what he, what he would need um, with a couple touchdowns sprinkled in. Yeah. I think he could do it. I trust him. I trust him. I want to believe in Haskins and McLaurin, man. I believe, I think McLaurin is super highly skilled. I think Haskins is super passionate. And can sling the rock a little bit, and you know it's not hard for you know good wide receivers to make plays here and there. That like that's what they do. You know what I mean? And he he's getting tons of targets, so like the 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 chances are there. Like it's not like Haskins isn't throwing him the ball because he's a rookie quarterback and he's not that great. He's still throwing it to him. So if he could just get a few to him a game, sometimes with guys like McLaurin, it only takes one or two plays to really to make big time you know yardage and touchdowns and stuff like that. So I think I think he can do it. Josh, you think so or no? I don't think he's going to be top 24 on the season. I, I think it's also hard to believe that, that Dwayne Haskins is actually just a bust. So so I think there's hope going forward, but not not this year. I think it's going to be what it is, 9 to 12 fantasy points for the remainder of the season. Do any of us think that Haskins won't be the starting quarterback next year? I think they've got to give him another yeah, year. So yeah, they're going to. I mean, they're going to at least start the year next year with him. I don't know if he'll finish the year, but I, th- I think that he'll at least start the year there. Um, Neil, I'm curious because, you know, I, I kind of want to put this to the test as far as like you feeling confident in starting him because I don't think he's actually a confident start. I think he's one of those names that we want to feel as a confident start, but like, Say this week is, you know, it's week 13 for a lot of people. You might be playing for a playoff spot. If you're in that sort of situation, uh, you know, I'll line him up with a a group of guys that just for, you know, question's sake are similar pricing on DraftKings right now. I'm curious which way you'd go because I'm just, I'm not feeling confident in McLaurin over any people who are really close to him. So we've got like Tyler Boyd. Um, Tyrell Williams, Will Fuller, AJ Brown, like these are guys that are close to him right now on DK. And and personally, if I'm making those decisions in like a, a weekly league, I I don't think I can start McLaurin over any of those guys. Like with those names in mind, do you still feel 
that confident with McLaurin. I do. I, I would actually, I actually am not afraid to start him over Boyd this week. Or even a Cortland Sutton. Is he up there in price? Yeah, uh, Cortland Sutton's actually over him. Yeah, yeah and that's so, what I mean. Like, I he mean, has that, Brandon Allen. Those are, he has, those are he's, the he's a, questions that I think people would be asking in the yeah, lineups. Yeah, so, like, Brandon Allen is a fucking joke at a quarterback, and everyone is suffering that entire team because of him. And I would mm-hmm. I would 100% start McLaurin over, over Sutton this week or the rest yeah, of the I season mean, because I, of that. I would agree with that as well. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good call. Yeah, so that's the kind of situation I'm talking about here. I just trust, you know – him and Haskins to make a big player here or there. And I don't trust a guy like Brandon Allen and Sutton to do it. So yeah, in situations like that, there are certain guys I would start him over and, you know, in DraftKings or in your regular lineup, if you had Sutton balling all year, this is just one of those situations where it's like, he's just not going to do it with this guy, man. So I would start McLaurin in my lineup over Sutton, even though Sutton has been the better wide receiver, you know, all season really. Um, so yeah, there's situations like that where I wouldn't, I'm not, you know, I think he, I think it's fair to consider him there and um, I would do it. I would take the chance. I don't know. I'm with it, man. I'm with the big risk taker here, man. I don't want no Brandon Allen throwing my quarterback. Get the hell out of here. To my wide receiver. No, thanks. I'll take him over Haskins. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next guy on our list, um, speaking of the Broncos, in Dynasty, Philip Lindsay is a running back two. Uh, could be on your team. It says here. It could be t- top 24. Do you feel okay about that? Are you selling or buying? I feel, I feel more and more okay about Philip Lindsay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I trust Lindsay. Obviously, you guys know I love Lindsay. I've, I loved him last year. I love him this year. I don't think you could really sell him. I mean, I don't know if you could sell him right now for what you probably want back. You know, um, I would buy in Dynasty, especially if nobody, if somebody's, you know, not, you know, you know the Dynasty is one of these things where you got, you never know the temperature of a, a team owner and how quick they want to panic or how bad they need to panic in this moment. You know, as far as like the quarterback situation looks like crap, the team looks like crap. Philip Lindsay is playing on a crappy team, so he's not looking that great because he's playing on a crappy team. I don't, I don't understand why these guys don't throw the ball to him more. Like in the beginning of the season, the first three games, they were they were targeting him more in the passing game, and it was like it was productive. I don't, I don't get like they don't. There's some games don't even throw the ball to him at all. It's like I don't get it, man. I just don't get it. So like, if there's somebody who's like frustrated with him right now, or they lost confidence in him, or even if they're like going to make the playoffs and they need like some last push and they're feeling like I, I'll, I'll bail on Philip Lindsay right now and get someone who's more productive in the moment. But, you know, you may feel it won't play out that way in the end in Dynasty. I just feel like, you know, I trust him. I hate his team. I don't trust his team at all. I wish he was on another football team, basically. But it is what it is. He's a Bronco. He's stuck on their team. I trust him. I just don't understand why they don't pass to him more. And I don't understand why this team is still using Brandon Allen. I don't, I don't know what's going on here, but I do trust Lindsay, the player. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's like they have to target him. He's not a 20-carry-a-game running back. He just isn't. He's not built for that. I think that was kind of the argument we had all offseason, and, and I still stand on the side that thinks that he's only going to be able to hit Candle like 150 carries in a year. So he's not a guy who personally I think can take more than 15 carries in a game. But the way that you utilize him is to get him in space – to get him out against linebackers in space and to work him in the passing game. And when they do that, he's been super successful. So I think it's just, it's a matter of poor coaching and it's a matter of poor quarterback play. And I think if he has both those improve that, you know, he can still be a threat. And I mean, with how young he is for dynasty, I feel like you got to hold on to him. But just like you were saying with regards to Court and Sutton, I don't feel confident at all starting him rest of the year. 
Yeah, it, it, it's definitely tough. I mean, the last few games, like I said, he's gotten like not even the targets, but he's only gotten a few receptions, no yards passing really, you know, in the receiving game. And then rushing, you know, he can only do so much when you have a bad quarterback, a bad football team, a team that knows you're just going to run the ball at this guy because you're clearly not passing it to anybody and your quarterback can't pass the ball. So, you know, what What do you want the guy to do? You know what I mean? Like he's in a bad spot. So, like, if you have him, you know, it's it's terrifying to finish out the season with him right now. But as far as in a dynasty perspective, I do think it only goes up from here uh, as long as the team, you know, fixes their situation. But, Josh, how do you feel about it? Are you are you confident in him? I mean, it's hard. I don't know if anyone could say they're confident in him this season, but you seemed like you were a little bit confident. Yeah, I, I think I, I think we're kind of past the like long-term dynasty concerns with Philip Lindsay. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna be just fine and continue to be uh, an RB two. So I, if if that is not what the feeling is in the you know in the community in general, I, I guess I would be buying Philip Lindsay. Yeah, I think looking at his stats here, if I'm looking at the game log correctly, it looks like he had like 18 targets the first three weeks. Since then, from week like four on, he's only had like 19, period. So, I mean, this doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, he was productive those first three weeks. He had like 40, almost 50 receiving yards, 30 receiving yards, 23 receiving yards with four receptions in each of them. Plus, he was rushing. Plus, he was scoring touchdowns in some of the games. It's just like... I don't get the – I guess the, the team just fell apart, period. But even in, even in uh, against the Chargers, he had 114 rushing yards, a touchdown, four receptions, thirty over 30 receiving yards. Like, he could be good, man. Um, and you guys know I loved him last year. I tied him going into the season. And, again, one of the main things I said going into the season was they have to target the guy in the passing game. And I just – he has the ability. I have no clue why they're not. <laughs> it's just I think they're just a terrible team, and that's all there is to it. But if you can buy Philip Lindsay – Right now, I think it's a, a great move in Dynasty for sure. Um, I don't even know. What do you think the price is right now on, on Lindsay? Do you think a lot of people are are going to hold because they know that this is the situation, or do you think some people are like in a panic? I think the time to buy is in the offseason. Because yeah. if he finishes there and Brandon Allen's a quarterback and he just like peters out the rest of the year, people are going to look back and say, like, man, second half of the year, Philip Lindsay was just trash. Right. And they're going to sell him. They're going to say, oh, he wore down. Like a He's rookie so second-round pick. So, yeah, I would just wait, let him play out the rest of the season, and then trade for him in the offseason if you want to. Yeah, as far as Dynasty price, this is good for for anyone trying to buy because it also looks like, oh, he worn down. Like we said, he's too small. He can't handle the workload. He's worn out. Look at this. Look how it played out. And I think if you buy them, you'll be uh, thankful for it. So we'll see how that goes, but definitely a good dynasty buy. Um, all right, that's it for the uh, trust issues. Let's jump over to rank them. We have three groupings today, three groupings. We have rookie wide receivers. This is an interesting group. We got Debo Samuel of the 49ers. We have Darius Slayton of the Giants. We have Nikhil Harry of the Patriots. How do you rank these three wide receivers we're talking about week 13 ranking am i correct fellas i mean yeah i would All say right. so i think that's probably yeah let's rank them just for this it. week then so we got debo samuel slayton and harry how do you rank them josh well i mean what debo is doing right now in san francisco has has been pretty impressive so i think it would be tough not to put him number one and then beyond that, like Darius Slayton just has so much upside. You know, he, he could have he could have another thirty point week. So that that has more value than what Nikhil Harry's role has right now. 
I, I would keep them just like they are, Debo, then Slayton, and then Harry. But if it's if it's a dynasty conversation, that would change. How much? You know what? I yeah, I was gonna say let's take it from a dynasty standpoint because okay. I think all three of us have that in the exact same yeah. order. Unless okay. you don't differ from that order either. Do you? I don't. I don't. I didn't think so. So yeah, let, let's reapproach it from from a dynasty standpoint because I know Josh has a hard on for Nikhil Harry. So please <laughs> go right ahead. Yeah, go 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 ahead from a dynasty perspective. I'm curious where we how we how we all lay on this when we go that way. Oh, I mean then then Nikhil Harry is the first. Interesting. So He's got to be. So you put him first, and who's second, Debo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't I'm not terribly interested in Darius Layton. Hmm. In Dynasty. I mean, yeah, way behind the other two. Adam, do you flip it that way also? Ah, uh, no. I would definitely still have Debo first. So I would think I. that when you've seen this much consistent production from a prospect that a lot of people were already high on, this is. This is all the stars aligning already. And Nikhil Harry is a hope and a dream. So I'm going to bet on the horse that I know instead of the horse I don't know. Um, with that in mind, I think you still like Harry from a prospect perspective a little bit more than Slayton. But, I mean, we've we've seen Slayton flash and flash big. So as far as I'm concerned, I think Nikhil Harry is probably a more valuable dynasty asset just from like a community standpoint at this at this stage. So in that way, like as a piece to maneuver, I think Harry is probably more viable. Long term, though, man, I I would not be surprised at all if Darius Slayton becomes a thing. I mean, guys, just it's not it's not just an every year thing to see somebody get 15 targets in a game. Like he's. He's special, so I think that there is definitely potential for him to, you know, continue to develop and and continue on this trajectory that he's already on to, to really have a great career. So, I don't know. Personally, I think Slayton and Harry are pretty much neck and neck to me. I think Harry probably has more value just from a, um, like, perceived standpoint. People are still going to be pretty high on Nikhil Harry, and if you're trying to, you know, maneuver him, I think you can probably get more for him than you could Darius Slayton. But I might like Slayton more. Yeah, I'm actually Debo Slayton Harry too. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, I am. I'm not a big. I'm not a big on Harry. Plus, if we're talking Brady. dynasty, guys, if we're talking Come dynasty, on. listen, if we're talking dynasty, right? How much longer is Brady going to play, Josh? You still feel great about some random oh, quarterback? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, Harry's this good, huh? He's just so great. Yeah, like, like most wide receivers in the NFL are that good. Like, unless it's Mason Rudolph or Brock Osweiler, you're probably okay. <laughs> just might be. Just might be. Mason Thoner to kill Harry, baby. No. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think I still put Slayton. You know, I like these uh, explosive big play guys, man, and the targets he's getting. I don't know if that'll change. Like like Adam said, I don't know how much it's going to change. But, man, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just maybe it's just recency bias. Maybe I just haven't seen Harry do enough because he's been hurt, and I'm I'm taking it out on him. I don't know. I mean, how good do you think he could be, at, Josh? Nikhil Harry? Yeah, where do you, where do you, how, uh, okay, if you're talking oh. about next year's Dynasty, I mean, next year in Dynasty League, how, how, how where do you think he's going to end up if he has a full season? How, how good do you feel about him? I mean, his value might not be a lot different than what it is right now, just because, like, this is, you know, it, it's week, it's week 12, week 13, and Nikhil Harry is just starting to get snaps. Like, that would be, that would be amazing if you broke out this year. 
So, so without that happening, his value is not going to change a lot. And it's not that he's been bad with opportunity, but Debo has been healthy and gotten more opportunity. And, and like Debo is maybe a little bit more of a known quantity. Like he's, he's not a bust. Although we did think Dante Pettis was, at least I thought Dante Pettis was good. I mean, none of, none of these guys are a sure thing. I still want Nikhil Harry first. I'm kind of curious what the consensus is on this. I'm curious because... Well, Nikhil Harry is the best prospect by far. By far. But Debo, man. Eight reception games, 100 plus yards. If he would have had touchdowns, it would have been ridiculous. I don't know, man. And that offense. But what else do the 49ers have? I mean, they're they're a good team. He has gotten very good opportunity that a lot of rookies do not get. Yeah, but why would that change? It doesn't need to change. That's true. That's a fair point. It doesn't need to change. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll, obviously next year is going to be a bigger example of this and how how it plays out. But if I'm just guessing now. I mean, I, I understand if I guess if anyone has Harry before Slayton, I can understand that, and I can I guess try to find an argument for Harry over, over Samuel. But as of right now, if you're asking me right now, I'm not taking Harry over Samuel. I just can't do it. I think I'm gonna throw this on on Twitter. I'm curious what people say. I'm I, mean, curious. I bet that's pretty normal. Like, I mean, Debo has produced. You know, the last three weeks have been wide receiver ten, wide receiver eight, wide receiver twenty five. That's pretty good. That's really great, actually, for a rookie. For, for a rookie, it's phenomenal. Yeah, the fun yeah. thing, the fun thing in Dynasty is that we haven't been caught out of Dynasty. I have Debo, and you have Harry. Or did I trade Debo? I don't know. I think I have him still. Yeah, I still have him. So I'm interested now to see how this plays out. You drafted Harry before I drafted Debo, though, for sure. Because um, I think I got him at like yeah, four eight. Probably Harry and AJ Brown before Debo. Yeah, I think I, I I actually took him at like in like the eighth spot or something. I feel like people were like, "What the hell are you doing, man?" But I just I don't know. I feel like I've seen I do shape. have to say, low-key, this has been a phenomenal year for rookie-wide receivers. It really has been. McLaurin, Marquise Brown, not DJ Chark. Uh, damn, who was the no, other? I mean, literally everyone we were just talking yeah, about Slayton, as well. Samuel, That's five right there. Harry just had his moments, and he only he's only been back for a game. Yeah, there's some, uh, Hunter Renfro, baby. What are we ignoring this guy he for? Hunter yeah. Renfro. I mean, a lot of rookie wide receiver production, which is interesting. Who knows if it was just a, a good class that's going underlooked or if, uh, if you know, the college game is just starting to produce more. No, it's probably a good class. I stopped myself mid-sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I really think it might be the NFL game getting closer to the college game. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, Josh, but I stopped. So uh, when you're wrong next year, uh, we'll remember this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Hardman had some moments too. I mean, yeah, there's been some good ones. There's been some good moments from these rookies. All right, uh, let's move over to week 12. Big splash plays. The big splashers. We got a big splasher group here. (laughs) (laughs) We got Rashad. I will not say a nickname for him, Penny. We got Jonathan Williams. And we have Tyler Boyd. This is an interesting group right here, man. This is an interesting group. Adam, let's let you go first. Man, uh, I'll agree by saying this is a very interesting group. Uh, I think that this is kind of a really neat group, too, though, because I can see this being an, a 
easy like not an easy flex decision but like a very realistic flex decision for a lot of people i mean you have somebody in jonathan williams who has been a waiver wire ad rashad penny might be the new hot thing on the waiver wire right now and tyler boyd's the guy that's been sitting on your roster all year probably like disappointing you or if nothing else just kind of week to week having you go yeah i mean like yeah that's fine and then having a big game and then uh, yeah i mean just a lot of mediocre um but andy dalton's coming back guys Did i you knew hear? you were gonna go here Did you hear? i andy knew dalton's you were gonna go back. there damn it andy dalton is coming back who can you know what happened when andy dalton was there 12 targets 10 targets 11 targets 14 targets all the targets for tyler boyd and that's exactly what's going to happen again so uh i definitely have tyler boyd at the top of this group i feel extremely confident in him um and it might be totally a mirage but i think with andy dalton coming back that team's going to feel this invigorated sense of hope and potentially even upset the jets um throwing that out there so uh for the next two really the thing about penny is like everybody's always wanted it to be great so with him hitting everybody and in everybody i'm really talking about josh (laughs) (laughs) you know wants him to wants him to be the thing now wants him to hit here's my problem with rashad penny he doesn't get patches, and he's definitely not going to get a full workload. If you take away the name Rashad Penny and you just say, here's a running back who's going to be playing Minnesota this week, he's going to be getting half the touches and nothing in the passing game. Do you want to start him? The answer is no. So if you're starting Rashad Penny, it's just because you like his name, and that's fine. But you're wrong, and I hate you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but – uh yeah, so Jonathan Williams to me is easily second. Honestly, Jonathan Williams probably rivals Tyler Boyd this week. Um, from what he's been able to do so far, it, it seems like they're basically just taking Marlon Maxwell and going, "Hey, here you go. Let's let's give this over to you now because you seem to be doing well with all these touches." And in the last two weeks, I mean, they've just fed him, and for him to get twenty nine touches last week, I mean. To me, it just cemented something, which is that the Colts have a role and they're going to utilize that role. And it's, you know, like the Le'Veon Bell, the James Conner kind of switch. Like, it's going to be the same role. It's not going to change from one to the next. And I think that Jonathan Williams is going to have that Marlon Mack role. So I don't like the matchup that much with Tennessee, but I don't hate it either. So, I mean, I feel like... I'm more confident in Boyd personally, but I could definitely see starting Jonathan Williams and I'll be playing him in DFS this week for sure. Josh, he put your boy Rashad Penny last. Are you going to do the same? No, 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 not last. I buried him. He's unstartable. Damn. Josh. You know, okay, I would not put Rashad Penny number one. Okay. So I think Jonathan Williams has to be number one because he, he got the work. Just he got the work, plain and simple. The people will say that Jordan Wilkins was out. Jordan Wilkins is nothing. He is nothing. He, he never was. Last year when Mac was out, uh, Naheem Hines was getting all the work. 
So I, I am 0% worried about Jordan Wilkins. And then I, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd is a good wide receiver. And if, if that team can just be a little bit less horrendous with, with Dalton, I, I agree that he's, he's, he's the next best bet until we get a better picture of what the Seattle workload is going to look like. But if, if Rashad Penny is going to get some of the work, he's going to be startable because he, he has, he's explosive. He's explosive, and he can catch the ball. He has a 75th percentile college target share. Laugh all you want, but, but it's a real thing. <laughs> hey, makes, man, he did it. He did it like five years ago. That's relevant. <laughs> it may be that Russell Wilson is not going to target him, and I, I could buy that. But I think he could do it if he was asked to do it. Isn't isn't Josh the guy who said when someone on Twitter said Miles Sanders needs a couple years? Josh said, "Well, then he's a bust." <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, then that, that, that was such a ridiculous statement. Well, make. what about what is Rod Rashad Penny then? If we have to wait a couple years, Josh, he's just on the wrong side of a coaching decision. Mm, okay, I mean, he has uh, not been bad. Rashad Penny could hit. He's not going to hit in this situation. <laughs> It he just could. doesn't make any sense. He, we'll he's not being used in the passing game. He's not going to get a full workload, and he's up against a stout rush defense. Like, it just – it's not a play that makes sense. The only thing that possibly makes sense is they're at home. So maybe if Minnesota comes off the bye and just limps into the game, he falls in the end zone twice and becomes a reliable asset. But, like, you can't, you can't expect a guy to get – you know, 10 carries or 14 carries and get over a hundred yards and it is touchdown every week. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm going to put Jonathan Williams first, Boyd second and Penny last. So we're all putting Penny last. And just so you know, some good coach speak, because you guys always want to rag on it from Pete Carroll. Rashad did great. I'm really fired up for that. We need his explosiveness. He continues to show up. He has had the real home run style of play. We've got to give him chances to bring that to us. Josh, I know you get excited when you hear that. 129 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he's not he's not bad at football. That is not the issue. It's not bad at football. You hear hear from Josh. They don't give points for not being bad at football. <laughs> he just, if, he's if they did, Josh would win every league. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the case and the point is, no matter how much confidence Josh has in him, he put him last, and so Rashad Penny is last on your big splasher list for Jonathan <laughs> Williams and Tyler Boyd. Geronimo. Move on to the next rank them, the last one of the week. New next year quarterbacks. Next year quarterbacks. Very important to understand. We are saying next year quarterbacks. So, Dynasty, Redraft, I guess you can look at it however you want, but it's for next year. We have Andy Dalton, whose name keeps getting thrown around in this episode. I don't know why. We have Gardner Minshew, who's been sat down because of a amazing religious quarterback. And Marcus Mariota, who got sat down and did not get brought back up like Andy Dalton did because the guy who took his place is good as fuck. So... How do you guys rank these guys? I rank them. If we're talking about just next year, I don't know if you guys see it a lot differently than me, but I'm going with Minshew first, 
because I got to believe that Foles somehow, some way gets replaced, even though I don't think Foles is like a horrible quarterback. I don't think he's a horrible, horrible quarterback. I think he's a pretty good leader. I just think that, you know, Minshew was making these crazy things happen and he brought some kind of energy that Foles clearly can't replicate. So, yeah, Minshew gets that, that, that organization excited. So he's my first one here for next year. And to the dismay of, of Adam, I'm going to put Dalton last and I'm going to put Mariota second because I have to believe this guy is not going to be a Titan next year and that somebody will give him a chance. And maybe he'll Tannehill some team. He'll be a backup and then fall into the you know starter spot for some reason and, and ball out. But I just think that a, a good change of scenery will help Mariota. I don't believe in a change of scenery for Dalton doing anything or if, he, if he'll even get one. I don't know. So that's how I'm ranking him. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think I think it's Minshew, Minshew first overall. I think he's either going to get the Jags job or another job. He was too good to pe- for people to not pay attention. The NFL needs QBs in a bad way. And then, I mean, Dalton's just, he's nearing the end, I think. It, that's all there is to it. The, the Bengals, I think, are clearly looking for something else. So I can't be, can't be terribly excited about his future. And then, uh, I don't know, Marcus Mariota, he could just continue to be Tannehill's backup. That, that might be in the cards. So I think the only one out of this group I really want anything to do with is Gardner Minshew. What if Mariota was the new Bengals quarterback next year? <laughs> hey, you know, I would cheer for him. I'll be, I'll be happy he gets an opportunity. I'm not super confident that he's going to do anything. I mean, the Jags can't trade Minshew, right? I mean, that's impossible. That, that organization would explode. So does that mean somebody would trade for Foles? Or would they just sit there and bench Maybe. All that money. I, I don't know. I, I mean, quarterbacks are in very high demand. It wouldn't surprise me if Foles got another job. And you know, maybe somebody like the the Washington Washingtons bring him in the, the Washington professional football teamers. Somehow the Bengals have to replace your boy Dalton, Adam. Maybe it's Foles. Maybe it's Mariota. Who knows? But tell me you put Dalton above Mariota. No, Dalton has to be at the end of the list. I mean, yeah. he's just—he's the oldest. Yeah, the he, age. he's thirty-two years old. He's going into free agency. He's just—he's not going to get a lot of opportunities to start in the league. I mean, he could become like a Ryan Fitzpatrick type. I—I I would not be shocked by that, where he goes in and he like continues to beat out rookies and and continues to get starts. That wouldn't blow my mind. But I think he's not going to be really relevant and he's going to be you know one game away from getting benched pretty regularly for the rest of his career so Dalton's at the bottom of it now what's interesting is like you guys both were really gung-ho at the start of this for Gardner Menchu and then you started talking about it more and the reality is like I don't I think Gardner Menchu's just on Jacksonville again next year so are they going to bench Nick Foles, after paying him all this money to come here in free agency, a Super Bowl-winning quarterback on a franchise that has done nothing for a decade, like I don't, I don't see it. I, I see them sticking with Foles again through most of next year, at least. I could see Minshew maybe taking over for Foles, like midway through the year or towards the end of the year, if Foles struggles. Um, and I think for that, he does end up at the top of this list because Mary Woda is not going to do shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's terrible. I mean, I hate to be just on brand, but yeah, I think that J- Josh actually might be right. I think Mary Woda might stay backing up Tannehill because 
I mean, honestly, you know, if if I'm taking off the shtick for a second, he he's the most likely one to end up as a starting quarterback somewhere. I mean, they obviously have their new franchise quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. They're going to continue forward with Tannehill. He's played phenomenal. I could not see them not continue forward with Tannehill. So Mariota is, you know, he's an asset to move. And I, I don't know his free agency status. He's, he, this is this is me. his final year. So if this is his final year, yeah, he's gone from there. So he's going to be a free agent. And he's 26 years old. Like, he's going to get picked up by another team. I, it, who knows if that'll be good? I don't think it will be, but... You know, we'll see. Like you said, I mean, he could be the next Cincinnati Bengals quarterback, and I would not be surprised by that. But more likely than not, he's going to go to a bad franchise because bad franchises are the ones that need quarterbacks. There's not really a good franchise out there that's going to be going after Marcus Mariota unless, you know, Indy decides to give up on Jacoby Brissett or something, which I highly doubt because they just paid him money. So yeah, yeah, it, it's just it's not going to happen. Mariota's going to go somewhere bad. He's going to continue being bad. It's just he was a bust. It, it's over. <laughs> yeah, and, and and the problem for Minshew is man, like with Nick Foles is like, all right, they paid him a lot of money. Obviously, that can't be ignored. He's Foles is thirty, which isn't like old, especially in quarterback world. And then on top of that, like Foles is not like horrible and he is a leader, man. Like when you hear the guy talk, like you could tell that like he's a leader. He has control of the team. Like he's not just some dweeb at quarterback that like no one respects. Like this dude is like, you know, he holds it down as, as far as, you know, he does his job, man. There's no question about it. So it's like that makes it tough for Minshew. It's not like he's behind some scrub that, you know, everyone's just waiting to go away or whatever. Like he is a legit quarterback, man. So. He may not lose game. He may not win games for them every single time, but he doesn't really lose them either. So um, it's just that hype behind Minshew is so different than than you know you normally see. And he did have a lot of success, so it's gonna be interesting to watch that play out. But uh, yeah, this is a weird group, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to see if Mariotti gets another starting job. All right, um, let's move over to our locks of the week. We had a winner, Adam. James Washington, you played the odds and you won, my friend. You 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 made it happen, man. You made it happen. Josh picked Nikhil Harry, who at one point me and Adam had to stop him for a second because he was getting a little delirious. He's like two touchdowns, Nikhil Harry. We're like, whoa, buddy, what are you talking about? He should have just said two catches. That would have been neat. <laughs> he started getting delirious in the group chat. It was getting a little crazy, but I mean, he did score, so he something happened. And uh, it's a lot better than my pick, who was Josh Gordon. He got one catch for 10 yards. Um, however, my last week pick, Hollywood Brown, did go off, continuing my theme that my flex locks explode the week after I choose them. So if you're smart and you're listening, Josh Gordon will be in your lineup next week because it's going to happen. Um, but that's okay. Adam won this week. James Washington, you played the odds. You 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 went with the uh, you know the guy who's replacing Juju and this and that and everything just kind of came together. You trusted in Mason Rudolph. Things changed a little bit in the middle of the game, uh, but you won, man. So because you won, yeah. you get the honor. Uh, the only reason I won is because Mason Rudolph got benched. Yeah. I mean, the second he got benched, Duck threw this big touchdown to James Washington, and that was it, man. That was that was the James Washington production, basically. So. Exactly. But yeah, it, the the gods were in my favor, and you know that's what the flex lock is all about. The biggest trash ever. That's that's what the flex lock is all about, man. You pulled it off, so because you won, you get to go first this week, man. Who's your flex lock of the week? 
So I'm, I'm going deep this week, uh, and I'm going for somebody who I think has a really good matchup and could definitely score a touchdown, and has just been getting an insane amount of targets. Um, I think people would be surprised to read off that uh, in the last four weeks, he has seen over 30 targets, uh, nine targets, eight targets, seven, and seven targets in the last four games, and that's Chris Conley of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville's going up against Tampa Bay this week, and Tampa Bay has one of the bottom five pass defenses in the league. They also have a funnel defense where they have a really, really good rush defense. So they're going to be forced to throw the ball, and we were just talking about Nick Foles and Gardner Minshew, and Nick Foles has yet to have really a good game this year. So I think this is going to be a really big opportunity for him to you know, have his first consistent performance. And I think with how much Conley's seeing targets, there's a good chance that he could see a touchdown, or if not, he has pretty much a high floor every week just with that target share. I agree, man. I agree. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. And Josh, because you were runner up, even when you got a little delirious, you can go second, my friend. Who do you have to rival Adams play? Are we going to let him get back to backs, man? I hope you got someone good. It's Rashad Penny, dude. It's Rashad Penny week. Oh, God. Like, this dude just—you didn't. You that just, was last week. No, it's it's Rashad Penny. It's Rashad Penny season. <laughs> <laughs> a little late to start, but I guess it's better than never. Get used to it, man. He's here. All right. If I was gonna, look, this doesn't count, right? I obviously don't get two picks, but uh, AJ Brown against Indianapolis look, looks pretty good to me too. With future Hall of Famer Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball. I feel like he could also be in a pretty good spot. Hopefully, I didn't just boot Neil's guy. No. I was really hoping you did. No, you didn't. You didn't. You I didn't. know. But, like, as he was saying it, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> uh, no. You didn't All boot my not. guy. You didn't boot my guy. All right. So, here's the deal. AJ Brown's a stud. Here's the deal. So, you went Rashad Penny. You went with, I already forgot his last name, Chris Connolly. Chris Connolly. Yes. So now I have to match this up, and I don't know. I I want to. Oh man, I just I I always want to make sure I'm in the same range as you guys. I never want to go like too far one way. Just or pick it. somebody who scores six points this week, Neil. That's all we ask. I don't even care. You can pick like Christian McCaffrey. We'll give it to you one week. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are pretty rude, man. <laughs> that was all. That was just. Funny. It's all right if you pick Christian McCaffrey, he'll score like ten points this week. But next week he'll score fifty. This guy is super disrespectful. All right, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me preface this first before I make my pick. I'm going with the Raiders wide receiver, but I need to, I need you guys to tell me which one's fair. Is Tyrell Williams too out of range? No. Well, wait. What was the other one you were gonna go? Someone with? that you're gonna laugh at, Zay Jones. Yeah, no, go with Zay Jones. <laughs> okay, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. And here's, I, I no, actually no, think he, Zay Jones is for once actually. Yeah, let, let, me, let, let me let me let me let me get crazy. Out. Yeah, let me go get ahead. crazy. Hunter Renfro's out, I right? Fun with it. They're playing the Chiefs divisional game. Raiders had a horrible beatdown last week, right? So you know they want to prove some kind of point, right? They they gotta they gotta come out fire, and they have to. Hunter Renfro, a favorite of the show, by the way, has a rib injury from last week. He's not playing for a while, probably. So they got to find someone to go in the slot, right? Now, Zay hasn't played the slot in Oakland, really. So it's been Hunter Renfro. He's been crushing it. But who's going to play the slot now? Who's going to do it? We're going to put a tight end in there. I mean, Darren Waller, I guess, can do it. Are you going to put a guy who hasn't played all year, like really, like Keelan Doss? I mean, it's possible. 
But why would you not play the guy who that's what he did in college? Right, Josh? College, college, college. He dominated in college. This is one of those plays where, like, at least there's a reason for it. Like, you have Hunter Renfro out. Zay Jones saw a ridiculous amount of snaps last week. Like, things are at least pointing in the right direction. You're not just saying some name to say it. Right. I, I actually like this one. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it. like, some crazy DFS play. Like, it, it, it at least has some thought to it. Like, you know, for you it doesn't. You just like Zay Jones. But, like, I makes sense listen listen he gets a lot first of all zay jones gets a lot of snaps so he's always been in on the field but you know tyrell williams hunter renfro waller all these guys get all the targets i mean hunter renfro had like the second it's a great sign when you're on the field a lot and don't get targets listen you're (laughs) listen but he's gonna put him in a different spot Derek Carr uses more hunter renfro had like the second most receptions don't ruin this for us all right neil this is a great pick keep going listen hunter renfro had like the second most targets on the team that's got to get replaced by whoever falls into the slot. I feel like, so I just I have to say this is like the ultimate Neil pick. This is great, Zay Jones. Zay Jones. I'm going with Zay Jones. On top of Fuck that, it. Zay Jones has not scored over six points all season. That's fine. That's totally fine. This is the opportunity for him to show up big when the team needs him. I'm with, I'm all in on Zay Jones now. If you have your Tyrell Williams, definitely get him in there. But he's been struggling too. He's been dropping balls, man. He's been dropping big time plays. So I am gonna believe in Zay Jones. I believe in the levitation, man. I believe in the guy. I'm going to roll the dice on him. And, I mean, listen, I've got one more obvious picks, and they haven't panned out. So, Zay Jones, the not-so-obvious flex of the week, he definitely embodies this whole segment. And if it means he'll go off next week, I'll take it. So, that's fine. Zay Jones is my play of the week. Conley, Rashad Penny, who's going to suck anyway, and Zay Jones, who at least has an opportunity. You know, let's put it this way. Zay Jones will have more targets than Rashad Penny. I can guarantee that. So, Oh, oh wow. I'm wow, good with it. Really? I'm good with this. That's amazing. That's our flex locks of the week, baby. That's our flex locks of the week. Well, my side bet that Zay Jones will have more targets than Rashad Penny. If um, we can just get one more Zay Jones levitation, I'll concede defeat. You, we'll get it. Don't you worry. He's good at that shit. He said it's a, a real skill of his. All right. Let's move over to foul or no foul. I must say, really quick, sidetrack. I did a poll on Twitter today about peanut butter, crunchy or creamy. And I'm, am I crazy? I'm shocked that creamy is winning. Yeah, creamy is way better. I, did, I, just, I always love the trash person with trash taste. So <laughs> I always thought crunchy was like the consensus. And then you say bad things about Rashad Penny. What? What is even happening? Listen. Because Rashad Penny's bad and Neil has eyes. This is <laughs> no, ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Uh, Let's move over to the foul or no foul. I actually kind of put together a little Thanksgiving edition. That's so cute, right? So, so you know, in case someone's listening to this before Thanksgiving, you know, it makes sense. So, the first foul or no foul. Turkey is a horrible choice of food, super overrated, and should stop being used as the food of choice for Thanksgiving. Foul or no foul. Foul, this is the day you eat turkey. We never eat turkeys. We got to kill these birds someday. <laughs> Today's the day we eat the turkeys. And honestly, no, turkey gets a bad rap. Turkey's great on sandwiches. Uh, it's great when accompanied by bacon. But uh, really, like the way to do turkey, there's two ways to do turkey for Thanksgiving, in my opinion, and both of them are phenomenal. Uh, there is the beer can turkey, uh, which I've, I've, only had i've never actually prepared myself 
Uh, actually, there's three now. Now I just thought of a third one. Uh, there's smoking a turkey, which is what my family does most years because my brother has a smoker, and it's phenomenal. Or there is frying a turkey, which I've only had once, but it's so good. There are options for turkey. I think that most people just suck at cooking turkey, and that's why they don't like it. Most people just suck at cooking, probably. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that. All right, my wife definitely can't listen to this episode because this is not her turkey slander, um, and she'll take it that way now because of you guys. But uh, no, I've never had a fried turkey. I know that's a popular thing. I need to try it one day. If somebody fries up some turkey, turkey invite me over. Send, mail me some fried turkey. Do something. I want to try some fried turkey. But my dad buys them and they ship him to him. They really? ship a smoked turkey to him every year for Thanksgiving. It's really good. Hmm. A smoked turkey, you said? Yeah. 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 I mean. That's what we've done the last two years, uh, and it's awesome. Like, it's really, really good. I mean, I do like turkey on a sandwich. I don't know. I just feel like, man, like, it gives us so much hype during Thanksgiving. But, like, we don't eat it otherwise instead of on sandwiches for the most part. And there's a reason for it. It's just not that good. Like, I don't know, man. It's not amazing to me. It doesn't blow me away, man. I don't know. I'm sure other people do a lot. I'm sure people do a lot of different stuff, though, right? I'm sure not everybody goes to turkey route. You know what? Like, honestly, meat's just not that good. Same. That's a weird take right now. Meat's not that good. Meat. Like, dude, I was vegetarian for a year and I lived with a vegan for multiple years. You don't even know until you try. So just (laughs) just go vegan for a month and then let me know how good meat is. Like, I understand. I I think I understand what you're saying, but (laughs) it's just like no meat is spectacular. It's just meat. That is insanity. (laughs) I mean, this is getting a little crazy. This is worse than Rashad Penny and Duke Johnson. I mean. This is just to say it just sucks is ridiculous. It's just can we just move on? Let's move on. Let's move on. Josh is ruining the show. Josh, what is wrong with him? This guy saying meat is not good at all. It's it's not that good. Who's paying this guy? The the vegan society is there? What's their vegan group? No, Josh, you just haven't had good things. It's not. It's it's society's fault for not putting good things around you for not making you eat the good things believe the rest of the world they exist i'm sorry i'm sorry that your life has had such struggle that you don't understand that different types of meats can be delicious i mean he's in oklahoma I, I live in cattle country like it doesn't I, mean anything it's how you cook it <laughs> and apparently if you're saying such blasphemy <laughs> i mean steak is definitely the best meat and steak is very good but the rest of it is it's just meat I think what you mean is that chicken is trash, and I'm I'm no. on board with that. <laughs> this is getting crazy. Chicken, turkey, a lot of it. Have you had any like game Parker. meat? Like now I'm getting uh, like now I'm like wanting to challenge you. <laughs> like roast roasts are gross. They're not even good. Yeah. Okay. You just you have bad cooking around you or something. I'm sorry for your wife. I love her. She seems like a fine lady, but man, you guys. <laughs> She's not a fine lady. She likes Mason Rudolph. Oh, God, that's right. <laughs> I might have to cut that out. Josh, I'm sorry about that one. I tried. It's, it's because he went to Oklahoma State. Like. <laughs> I might have to cut that out for your wife's safety. Um, you let me know after the show. Um, let's move on to the next one because Josh is just slandering meat and doing all kinds of stuff because he is the chalk. Um, number two, 
Thanksgiving and Columbus Day are both fraudulent holidays and should be stopped or changed to new holidays that are more appropriate to what actually happened. Foul or no foul? I love this shit right here, man. I just think it's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Come on, Josh. Josh got old. Because you know what? We all were like, hell yeah, when we were in high school and college. But now we're like, no, it's tradition. It's tradition to celebrate it. It doesn't matter if all those people died. It's fine. Uh, just Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Good one, Josh. First, this dude He's says so he white, hates dude. He says he hates meat. And then he says, who cares about all the people who died? No, I don't. Who cares, who cares about who cares about the history behind Thanksgiving and Columbus Day? Who cares? It's, like it's just a day. It's just a day, bro. You just go eat turkey. Yeah, but you change just, it to something more appropriate, Josh. Like what? To the real history. Josh works in the public school <sighs> system. He is bought in on reinforcing these holidays. That's he true. Gets them off. That's yeah, true. That's right. That, that is what matters, people. <laughs> and he teaches kids to draw turkeys and with their hands. and Yeah, he's part of the system that yeah, indoctrinates our true. children into that's such true. lies as Thanksgiving and yeah. Columbus Day. Josh, did you know you're the problem? I did know. I don't care. Okay. I, don't, right? <laughs> I, made a Christmas I mean, we don't really mind it that much either because I don't think Neil wants to change it, right, bud? Yeah, I mean, I want, I want to do what's right, guys. Oh, you do? Yeah, whatever's right by the people. See, like... I don't know. We can do these same things, but just change the the names of them to honor whatever really needs to be honored. Well, Thanksgiving, I mean, right there in the name, it's about being thankful. I mean, like, like, it's not like everybody sits around the dinner table on Thanksgiving and tells the story of. Yeah, I guess if we could phase that part of it out, if we could phase that part of it out. Yeah, there's no reason for it. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but my Thanksgiving traditions have nothing to do with pilgrims. <laughs> they just don't. No. Even even the food, which like the people have jokingly like made a part of that tradition. Like when you see like reenactments of the pilgrims and the Indians, they have like a Thanksgiving feast like you would have today. It's like that's nobody had that food back then. That doesn't even make sense. So yeah, all of it. The everything that we actually do as far as the holiday goes, everything that we celebrate is like completely non-related to that story. So that story could just be gone. And as far as Columbus say, no, I think people need to start working on it, Josh. He's a bad person. Move on. He's like Epstein. He hung himself. Columbus is a bad guy. I even get Columbus Day off. Like it's not even a real thing. Doesn't matter. He's a bad person, Josh. Teach the real history, Josh. Teach the real history. Yeah, teach the real history, Josh. Change your... Going to school tomorrow. Yeah. Teach these kids something they need to learn. That's right. Moving on to number three before Josh keeps berating people. Black Friday is not worth the hassle and madness that comes along with those sweet, sweet sales prices. It's not. It's not. If you are a person who actually gets up and goes to these Black Friday things, like get some help. What are you doing? <laughs> Josh is really, uh, man, you might be canceled after this week. Hey, Neil, you ever gone to Black Friday? <laughs> I have. I bet you have. I, I have gone to Black you. Friday. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. So he- here's, here's my argument for Black Friday. Black Friday is only for this. Making one big expensive purchase that's going to be less expensive, typically like a computer or television, that 
you have one particular sale and you're going to get that one thing. As far as like shopping the whole day and all that craziness, fuck, yeah, I don't want any part of that. I want to get in, out, and on with the rest of my life. And even if I'm doing that, it has to be like, I'm getting this giant item that I'm going to be super, like, I'm going to be so excited to have said thing that I will not care about the suffering that is Black Friday. But yeah, it's few and far between. I haven't done it in many, many years and don't really want to. Yeah, I haven't done it in a while either. This computer that I'm recording on it was actually a Black Friday purchase, Josh. So come on, man. Appreciate <laughs> appreciate it. But I haven't done it in a while. Did Black I remember doing Black Friday like a few couple years in a row. That that it, it, this is new, right? Like when I was a when I was young, I was I want to say like in my 16, 17 range. I feel like that's when it started. But am I wrong about that? No, I think you're right. Okay, like, it definitely okay. popped up. Not pre-internet, but like before the internet was really where you could just get everything. Yeah. On the okay. I was making sure. Yeah. I, know it was I hot feel then. like it was like a '90s creation. Yeah. So yeah. it was hot then. Okay. Cool. So I'm not crazy. All right. It made so yeah. Sense then. What happened? It made sense then. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, the internet. They can just get everything online. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Black Friday is dangerous, by the way, guys. Like people die and get stampeded and all kinds of stuff. So. Yeah, unless you're at the front of that line getting that laptop, get the fuck out of Dodge, man. Don't die over some toilet paper or whatever else people are selling on the low low. It's not worth it. All right, let's move people over to toilet what? paper. Black Friday are like the black tar heroin addicts of shoppers. It exists, man. <laughs> I'm sure there's some great sales on Black Friday for toilet paper. Shit can be costly, man. All right, let's move over to show and tell. I have one today. I'm keeping it kind of simple. My show and tell today is deodorant. And no, I didn't just start using deodorant, you sick fucks. Don't be like, oh, you just figured this thing out? You just started using deodorant? You've been stinking your whole life? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying for a long time, I've switched from antiperspirant to the aluminum because, you know, the aluminum, all that shit. I got scared. I was like, I don't want aluminum in my fucking armpits. So I uh, switched straight over to deodorant, which, you know, is a little more safer, I guess. And then just recently, I switched over to like whatever is below that like the more natural deodorant than even deodorant without aluminum. And man, it's different. I must say, I, I like it. I notice a difference. Number one, I feel like they smell more natural. They smell better for some reason. I don't know why they don't smell like cologne and shit like that. They smell like fucking leaves. I don't know. They smell like fucking nature. So I like the smell. And then I also, I don't get like irritated. Like, I don't know if you guys ever get irritated in your armpits. Like it's a weird thing. Like, Sometimes your deodorant, you get a new one, it can be like too moisture, like it moisturizes your arm. You're like, what are you doing to me? Like, I don't need all this. So, like, I highly recommend, I don't even have a brand name. You'll figure it out. These deodorants that, you know, give them a shot. Switch for one month, whatever, however long deodorant lasts, two weeks, three weeks with your stinky asses, whatever it lasts. Get one. You can get expensive ones. I don't get expensive ones. There's some that are pretty uh, normal prices, the other deodorants. But just give it a shot, man. It smells good. You're saving your armpits from aluminum. You don't need it. This is my health conscious show and tell of the week. So yeah, definitely uh, switch up your deodorant, but definitely wear deodorant no matter what you do. Um, definitely wear deodorant. We appreciate it. Those around you. Bam. Anything? You guys are speechless. I, I'm so confused about what deodorant, man. Do you wear? What yeah, do you wear? What do you wear? Antiperspirant without aluminum is do, what I learned. Do you no. wear antiperspirant, guys, or deodorant? I think I wear deodorant. Okay, because there's a difference. An antiperspirant is way more popular. It's the one that makes you stink less for less longer. Like this one lasts 48 hours, and you probably have antiperspirant. 
And if you have deodorant, it has no aluminum in it, which if you look up, putting aluminum in your body isn't great, boys. And you got those pores and it sucks that aluminum right in and it's not a good thing. So if you are no, using it. I was it, listening to Alex Jones before. It was cool, bro. I knew about this 10 okay. years ago. So no. John, I'm talking to Josh. He said he was confused. All right. So my wife works with a, a, like it's like a family business, you know, uh-huh. and they're, they're like anti-vaxxers and they also don't wear deodorant. Okay, no, nah, I didn't say don't wear deodorant. I'm definitely definitely on board wearing it. But nah, dude, all you need, all you need are some gems. You get them gems, <laughs> gems. them all over you. No, nah, <laughs> the gems, man, they cause you, you, you like, you still sweat, but you don't stink. Nah, nah, I'm not, not buying it. Not buying it. You just it. gotta get up on the gems. Not buying it. Listen, these guys went woo woo crazy. I'm not talking about all that. Just get some some good shit, man. They got like these charcoal ones, eucalyptus. <laughs> get some of that shit, man. It works. So yeah, give it a try. Char- Less charcoal, armpit irritation. Really? Yeah, there's like charcoal, charcoal ones, all kinds of ones. Interesting. It's a move, man. It's a move to make. It's a move to make. But I don't have a brand recommendation. I'm not a doctor, guy, so I don't want no one like suing me. Like, hey, you told me to get this, and now I got fucking armpit cancer. Nah, don't do that. Like, I'm not. I'm not a doctor, but definitely, if you want to try something different, give it a shot. I like it. It's worked for me. Adam, Josh, you guys got anything that could top my health conscious show and tell? Uh, you know, I do have one. Uh, it's a Netflix series. I almost kind of feel weird recommending it because it's it's kind of like a. Uh, I mean, I. I guess you could call it rom com esque. Oh. Yeah, I know, right? But I don't. I don't really think it should count. Uh, it's this series on Netflix called "The End of the Fucking World." Um, it's based actually on a graphic novel series, and uh, it's fantastic uh the second season of it just came out recently and i literally watched it in two sittings like it's short 20 minute episodes uh and like the full season i think is eight or ten episodes so it ends up being just like almost movie length or just like a long movie if you will um and it's just it's great writing it's fantastic writing um the premise of the first season of it is you know, it's like a high school romance, if you will, but they make it the most twisted thing because it's like a girl who's a total loner. No one likes her. She gets a crush on a boy. The boy, ironically, only likes her because he's actually a sociopath and wants to kill her. Um, and Jeez. that's how the show starts is there's this kid who's a sociopath who's been obsessing over murder and finds the one girl who actually is talking to him and taking an interest in him. And he's like, oh, I'll placate her until I can find a way to kill her. And it becomes a ridiculous story from there. Um, but I, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I highly recommend it, even though it, it's definitely a different series. Like, I can't think of anything that I've seen that's similar to it that I could even say that it's like. Sounds dope. Got to check it out. Now, I do got to say my wife did watch a series on Netflix called Raisin Dion, which she liked a lot. Not sure if you've seen that one yet, Adam. Um, I do not know Raising Dion. Yeah, it's a, like about a single mom who's like found out her son has like superpowers or something. And she's got to like hide it from. I don't know. It was, she seems pretty into it, man. I don't know. She I think she watched it with like the kids, knocked it out in one day. Oh, actually, yeah, I think I saw the preview for that. Yeah, she said it was good. I didn't catch it. Interesting. Yeah, it's another another nod out there for another Netflix show. So you got your rom com, you got Raising Dion, a little supernatural power stuff. Guess your Netflix right there. Spend your next weekend on that. Josh, you got anything for us? Yeah, I, okay, so one thing, like I've I've brought this up to a couple of different people now, 
and and they don't know about it. So I feel like I need to make sure people know that this year you can watch the NFL games on the NFL app. Like you guys are aware of this, right? Yeah, I do it all the time. People yeah, don't like, know. I've been telling a lot of people that too, and they're getting it all like they're shocked. They're like, wait, what? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you can watch it for free on your phone. No, so for play, real? Like, yeah, Every all game. of the primetime games. Any game that's on major network television, you can watch on your phone on the NFL app for free. And the streaming's perfect. Like, it works everywhere. Like, I do it while commuting. Yeah, it's phenomenal. So it's just the, the main games are the big the big ones. I think it's like every game. And no. You can uh, it's, I mean, it depends what packages you have. Because I think if you have, like, NFL Red Zone, you can actually get it on the app. But that's different. I'm Like, me, for instance, I don't have a cable package at all. So I will watch it sometimes. And it... What it does is it'll give you like your CBS and your Fox game on a Sunday or whichever games that you would normally get in your area for network television. And then it gives you all of the primetime games as well. So, you know, your Thursday night, your Sunday night, your Monday night games. Um, I wonder if on Thanksgiving it'll give all three of those games. It probably will just give the first two. But like, yeah, there's there's a lot that's that's featured on there. Yeah, I, I, I see every. Uh, have you seen Raider games on there? Uh, I don't know. I just see. I always watch Red Zone. I got. I it's only thirty bucks on the year for Red Zone, so I yeah. got. That. And then, I'll, I watch the Thursday, like Adam was saying. You know. Yeah, I'll say Raider games aren't on in my area, and I um, see them every single week. I'm definitely not stealing them or anything. Um, so I must <laughs> be using this NFL app that you're talking about. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. yeah, so that's what it is. I just didn't realize it at first, but I'm definitely using the NFL app. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, Josh, thanks for reminding me what I've been using this whole time uh, to see Raider games. Yeah, that's what it was. But, yeah, so it's pretty cool, Josh, right? Yeah, I that's that's how I watch most of the time because, like, then I can do my football thing and I'm not, like, bothering everybody. Yeah, okay. and you can walk around and do stuff yeah. and get stuff done. And, like, meanwhile, you're just carrying it everywhere with you. I'm the same way with the app, of course. Um, yeah, great app. Definitely go check it out, guys. Uh, NFL app, NFL games. I wonder if they're going to have like playoffs, everything on there. I'm pretty sure they're supposed to. I pretty mean, we'll cool. see. Pretty cool. Streaming's yeah, getting. They would go all season and then cut it off. Yeah, that would suck. Streaming's getting pretty fucking good, man. You can get some really good shit these days and. Yeah, it used to be archaic back you know, a little not too long ago, but it's getting really good. So, yeah, man, that's, that's a dope uh, recommendation. I definitely didn't know it existed. So, I mean, I did. What am I, what am I saying? I did know it existed. <laughs> I, use it, I use it every week. What am I talking about? Uh, so, yeah, very cool. Very cool. So, uh, deodorant, uh, rom-coms on Netflix. What was it called? End of the fucking world? That is correct. End of the fucking world. It's end of the effing world. End of the yeah. effing world. Okay. And uh, that app. The NFL app that I use every week. Josh recommended. Very cool. Uh, watch your games on there. Yes. All right. Let's close this thing out. Adam, do you have a tweet for us, man? Son of a... How do I forget? Come on, man. Oh, my God. No, I just think it's so funny that, like, I legit don't think about this. All right. Cool. We're going. This would be fun. Let's see what Adam's got. I actually, I was on Twitter today, so this would be recent. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, most recent tweet is uh, me retweeting and commenting 
Konami for life on a J.J. Zacharyson tweet that says the top five quarterback rushers are Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, and Russell Wilson. And they are currently QB1, QB2, QB4, QB7, and QB8 in fantasy football points per game. So, yeah, that's kind <laughs> of Konami for life. Damn. Love them rushing quarterbacks. Another uh, thrilling tweet from Adam. You got to love it. This is awesome, man. Your Twitter. Actually, here, I'm going to drop two because this might actually have some fun fun uh, debate with Josh because I think Neil and I are on the same side of this. But uh, I also was uh, doing the quote this tweet with your most unpopular Thanksgiving food take. And uh, I said all Thanksgiving pies are awful. Pumpkin, pecan, apple, they're all trash. They are. I like them all. They're all good. Of course you do, because you don't like meat. Don't like meat, but you like The thing that's so frustrating is that there are so many good pies, and somehow all of those have been synonymous with holidays, and it's so frustrating, because it's like, I just want to have a good pie. And luckily, I I have a great mom who who will make a berry pie or something that isn't one of these three that is also, you know, somewhat holiday-inspired. But, man, it's just, they're just, they're bad. They're all bad. I don't get it. So many good pies out there, and we're just obsessed about these three awful ones. I gotta be honest, I don't give a lot of pies chances because I'm not like crazy about the crust unless it's like that graham cracker crust. That Dude, I sense. give every pie a chance. No, I All don't, I don't, man. That's, that's the kind of crust ironically, I, like. I think these are like the three pies that I don't like. Like, I'm thinking about all the other types of pie, and I'm pretty good with just about anything else. Like, from your cream-based, like, key lime pies to, like, a berry pie. Like, there's a lot of different pies that I like. It's just somehow all three of these are the only ones that are ever served at Thanksgiving. And they're just they're bad. Pumpkin pies are all the craze during Thanksgiving. Boy, they're a hit. They are a hit. It's another thing like turkey, man. We, I don't know if people eat pumpkin pies throughout the year, but on Thanksgiving... Yeah, with Cool Whip, too, which is another thing that I've never been able to get behind. So maybe Neil will hate me on that one. But, yeah, I don't don't get Cool Whip either. Nah, I'm not crazy about it. I could live without it. I don't know. Josh, new article? Yes, Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny, Rashad Penny. You put the guy last in your list here, and then he's everywhere else. This guy is unbelievable. Rashad Penny. What's so amazing about Rashad Penny? Who else is in your article besides Rashad Penny in case someone doesn't want to read about Rashad Penny? Uh, a bunch of dumb guys. <laughs> well, you can find that Rashad Penny article at J.C. Crocker. Playerprofiler.com. Playerprofiler.com. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I got Nikhil Harry in there. It's like Nikhil Harry, Jacoby Myers, uh, Pro, John Jonathan Williams probably. The, the usual. Yeah, the usual. You can find Adam's great tweets at the other FF guy. I won't point you at a, a player profile. You can't find him there. Um, you can find me at Clock Dodgers on Twitter, Instagram, and all those good places. If you're listening, we hope that you're subscribed. If you're subscribed, we hope that you love us enough to share the podcast. A quick tweet, an Instagram story, a text message to a buddy of yours. It all helps. It all helps. We appreciate it. If you aren't subscribed, subscribe. If you are, share it with somebody to get them subscribed. And we're also still on our quest for 100 reviews. We have 91 reviews currently. Let's get nine more. Nine more. You think we can get to 100 before the year's over, guys? 
Yeah, I think I think we can do it. I think we, we can pull can. it off. So if you I have mean, a review, it's gonna happen like tomorrow, right after people hear this. <laughs> That's right. This, right now, they're going to go to their computer and they're gonna go and type in Clock Dodgers Podcast iTunes, and they're gonna they're gonna leave a review. Yeah, listen, they care. Listen, if you're listening, it takes it takes you just give us a second of your time. Hit five give stars. Give Adam a nickname. What? Come on. Give Adam a nickname. Yeah, give Adam a nickname. Damn it. Yeah, guys, don't you care about me having a nickname? Someone give him a nickname. Chicago kid? Really? Neil is terrible at this. I'm terrible at this. Someone's got to help Adam. We call him Josh the Chalk. You can call him something else next week. It doesn't matter. But someone give Adam a nickname. Someone say something. We need five-star reviews. I mean, I don't even know if you have to. I don't even know if you have to leave something besides the five star, but it's always nice to hear from you guys as well. But have fun with it. Leave us a review, like our guy or gal who's deciding to communicate with us weekly through it. That's cool too. He changes it every week. It's just not going to count as a new review, but he or she is still talking to us every week. It's awesome. They're having fun with it. You should have fun with it too. We really appreciate the support and we love it. And those reviews mean a lot to us. So please leave one. Other than that, be kind. Be great. Keep dodging. Keep dodging.